This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Jay Severin. This is what we've long feared and awaited from Hussein, 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 which is the federalization of uh, essentially an army under his control, the control through the Department of Justice, which is Obama's domestic army. Jay Severin. Weekdays, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Hi. Good to see ya. Well, I mean that. I do. I mean that. Been a little bit since we've been together. I've missed you. I know. You really haven't missed me that much. It's okay. I missed you. That's what counts. All right. I want to thank uh we had a you know we had the big uh, Memorial Day uh, special on the Blaze Radio Network. You got to experience that and then I want to thank uh uh, Brad Staggs for filling in for me when we were on vacation. He was great, wasn't he? Yes, he was. And then, uh, you know, I want to—I have to say happy birthday to my daughter, eight years old, just turned eight this week. Having a little party today. Ugh. There's like eight million cupcakes at my house. I'm going to be grilling today, and it's all for the little eight-year-old birthday party. Excited. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. I hope there's at least, at least ten, maybe more, other little kids running around, going crazy, arts and crafts, running around, kicking stuff all over the house. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Anyway, happy birthday. Now, the first thing I was told when I sat down, I got a, a we've jam-packed today here on the Blaze Radio Network and the Jeff Fisher Show. My gosh, there's so much so much news we can talk about and so much news that I just can't talk about. Not because it's not not because it's not interesting, not because it, we shouldn't talk about it. It's just that I can't. I can't. We've beat some of these stories to death all over the country every day, Monday through Friday. I just, I can't. You can call 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393, and, you know, try to get you on if you want to talk about some of the day-to-day stuff. You can tweet me, at Jeffy MRA. You can Facebook me, Jeffrey Fisher. You can do all of that, and we'll discuss it. But here today, we've got bigger issues. Bigger pieces of the meat to fry. Okay? Like, are you suffering 
from recall fatigue. Actually, this is important. Recall fatigue. People have had it with automotive recalls. And you really should get it taken care of. I know that. If you have a car that has an issue, that has a recall, you should get it taken care of. But more people than ever are not taking care of it. Because every time you turn around, there's a recall. For instance, I had a recall. I got the first letter, I think, in September of 2014. Oh, that would be last year, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. And I thought, okay, I'll take care of it. And then, you know, you know, you stick the recall paper in your briefcase and you don't do anything about it. And then, you know, a couple months ago, I thought, oh, my gosh, I got that recall. And I'm cleaning out my briefcase. And I oh, yeah, I got to take care of that. So I'm going to take care of it. So the paper. And not soon after I thought, oh, man, I got to take care of that. I got a little flyer in the mail saying, hey, idiot. Schedule your appointment. You've got a recall on your car. Get it fixed. And I thought, okay, that's a good idea. So I called the dealership that they have on the little flyer. And I left a voicemail. No one called me back. I waited. No one called me back. So I called the dealership again. And I told the lady, wait. Don't send me over to auto repair. The last time it went to voicemail, no one called me back. Really? Okay, well, I'll just walk this note over, and I'll make sure I hand it to someone there personally. Thank you. No one has called me. Now, this adds to automotive recall fatigue. Because pretty soon I'm just going to say, you know what? No. And if something bad happens because the recall wasn't fixed, I'm going to sue you. (laughs) No. Well, you never know. But what brought this on is the Takata recall. Realize that over 53 million cars have been recalled worldwide because of the Takata airbag. It is, and this is something that you should not have fatigue over. You need to get this fixed, especially if you live in states that have high humidity and get really hot, like, oh, I don't know, Texas, Florida, you know, the U.S. South, Southwest, Southeast, and, you know, places like that. It's amazing. So what happens? You think, oh, an airbag. What happens? It's not going to go off. I'm going to be in an accident. Now, some of the higher end, I mean, they talk about um, BMW, Fiat, Ford Motor, Honda, Mazda, Mitsubishi, Nissan, Subaru, Toyota, Honda. They all. This company, Takata, is furnishing airbags for this company. Huge company. Now, what happens is that it gets really hot in the cars and humid and the airbag just explodes yeah it doesn't just shoot out it explodes and we've actually had some deaths because of it and one case in Orlando in particular they were so convinced that the injuries were from a stabbing they started an an investigation 
And in fact, well, I mean, they had a person of interest. Who doesn't have someone that wants to, you know, stab them to death? Really? If you don't, are you living? But they got a person of interest out of it. Because the person looked so bad. So these people are looking horrible. Now there's been, I forget how many deaths. But it's almost like a, a bomb went off. This metal shrapnel from the airbags just explodes. So if you have a recall or think you may have a Takata airbag recall, you may want to get that fixed. And they even say uh, in their article, uh, the cause uh, really is unclear. Really? Huh. But we think it might have something to do with the high humidity areas. We're not real sure, but this is where we've had, you know, the most damage. So we're thinking that that might be the cause. Hey, how about the recall ones that you're going to replace the airbags? Are those good to go? Well, we think they are. We think the ones we're going to replace it with are good. But you never know. Unbelievable. Thank you, Takata. We appreciate it. It means a lot to us that you care. Okay? So if you are suffering from recall fatigue, go ahead and suffer on some other things, but don't suffer, whatever you do, on recall fatigue for the airbags. Okay? Just a little safety tip from the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Now, We're all back this weekend, live, strong, full power up. Right after this broadcast, you have Mike Opelka, Pure Opelka. Then you have America WK with Andrew WK. Then you have Chris Salcedo. Then you have Mike Slater. Oh, my gosh. Then you have Joe Paggs. I mean, today alone, no need to go anywhere else, let alone the rest of the week. And I'll tell you more about that as the program progresses. And... Hopefully, I don't know this to be true, but I I got a, a rumor, or got a rumor, I heard a rumor, that it's possible that you're listening to Pure Opelka today, he may be giving away the show Sweatband series, where, you know, one wrist sweatband says Pure, the other wristband says Opelka. And the headband says stunt brain. I don't know. That's the rumor I heard. So it's possible that you could win that. And boy, wouldn't you like to sport that. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you'd like to participate. And you can tweet me at JeffyMRA on Twitter. You know, first of all, let's we're going to talk food here. <laughs> I know, I know it's a surprise. Calm down. 
But I just want to, you know, talk a little food. There's there's a lot of food stories, a lot of food news that you should know about. One is the egg shortage. Amazing that we've already started to kind of ration eggs. Um, a grocery chain in Texas uh, put a limit of three cartons of eggs per customer already um, because of the avian flu and the supply of egg supply is down. So beware for that. That may happen on a bigger scale across the country. You never know. But uh, eggs, the incredible edible egg in America, okay? So be ready for that. And be ready also for, oh, I don't know, the prices to go up. And then we had a story yesterday of a train uh, that hit a semi with uh, 70,000, okay, with 70,000 pounds of bacon. The first story... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the first story that I read, and I may have even tweeted it, it said, uh, train hits truck with 70,000 tons of bacon. And I'm thinking, 70,000 tons? Is that even real? Uh, but the story on the blaze uh, corrects that with 70,000 pounds of bacon. However, be ready for bacon prices to go up. Maybe not from just one truckload, but I wouldn't be surprised. Would you? <laughs> I don't think so. Now, according to psychologists, you shouldn't blame yourself for binge eating. Okay. They're real. It's a conviction of negative urgency. It might be the single largest predicator of who isn't prone to binge eating. So if you are negative urgency, negative urgency, stop it. It's your fault for binge eating, okay? Look, I lost a lot of weight. Thanks to Take Shape for Life and Simple to Lose. And then, you know, I I still was on the program, and I still am. I still consider myself part of it. It's a lifestyle change. But if you don't focus on what you eat, exercise, what happens? Oh, that's right. You gain weight. It's an amazing thing. And some people struggle more than others and have struggled more than others. Now, for the first time, consumers are spending more money at restaurants than on groceries in America. Did you know that? Are you one of those people? Data from the U.S. Census Bureau shows that U.S. consumer spending on restaurants took over the groceries for the first time at the end of 2014. Amazing. Just by a little bit. Just by, you know, point two. $50.4 billion, And there's 50.2 on groceries. So almost even. But still in the lead were the restaurants. 
That's pretty fast. That's pretty amazing. And you look at all the restaurants around, you think about how many times, and I read that and I thought, well, that can't be true, can it? And then you think, well, maybe it is. Maybe it is because, I mean, do people take their lunch with them anymore? Really? Do the majority of people take a lunchbox, sit down and have their little sandwich and cooler and chips in their little lunchbox, brown bag in it? Rare that you see that anymore, isn't it? Why? Because food is so readily available outside of your home. I love this line in the story. Well, at first, preceding this line, it says, in addition, 42% of all shoppers bought groceries at warehouse and club stores, a percent that rose slightly, 43% for millennials and 45% for Generation X shoppers. Then, finding the best prices on items regularly purchased as a top driver in why consumers select where to buy groceries which could potentially give big box stores an edge as they tend to have lower prices. Really? Thank you for that. We appreciate it. Now, for those of you that are going out, for those of you that are going out and think, oh, you know, I'll just go to the grocery store. Instead of going to the grocery store, I'll just go to the restaurant. Well, you could get the... 1,570 calorie steak and shake, seven by seven steak burger and fries and a chocolate fudge brownie milkshake. Oh, I could probably do more calories than that, a steak and shake. But this article is giving us the (laughs) nine most calorie filled restaurant servings. That's pretty good. But I think I could beat that at steak and shake. The Cheesecake Factory Warm Apple Crisp, only 1,740 calories. Looks good, too. Then you have the IHOP Fiesta Omelet, 1,990 calories. Wow. The Sonic, look at this, a, a Sonic Shake, the Sonic Pineapple Upside Down Master Blast, 2,020 calories. That's pretty That's pretty good. It's just a vanilla shake with some pineapple, right? Well, yes, plus salted caramel pie crust pieces and whipped cream in a 32-ounce cup. Mm. In addition to crossing the 2,000-calorie line, you'll get three full days of saturated fat, 61 grams, more than four days of trans fats from the pie crust, and around 29 teaspoons of added sugar. Well, I mean, if you're stopping at Sonic for the Pineapple Upside Down Master Blast, do you really care about the three full days of saturated fat? I think not. I think not. For 2,370 calories, we're back at the Cheesecake Factory for the Louisiana Chicken Pasta. I like the Cheesecake Factory, too. And that dish looks really, really good. Then you have the Outback Steakhouse, the herb-roasted prime rib, 2,400 calories. But they show a salad uh, along with your prime rib and a baked potato. And, of course, the one small loaf of bread that Outback gives you. I don't think you're going to do that. And then, of course, 
You have the Red Lobster. Create your own combination. 2,710 calories. But Red Lobster, a little mad at this study, saying, hey, hey, hey. This was dishonest when they neglected to reference other possible combinations. Yeah. And I'm sure so many people do all those other combinations, don't they? Right. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> so, have you ever been to New York City? Uh, you know, coming up in a little bit on the on the broadcast, I was going to do a crime segment, and I mean, there's plenty of crime to talk about, and some fascinating, some fascinating attempts at what could be considered huge criminal activity and then i i look up two stories that (laughs) i'm looking at the marco rubio story that was printed yesterday as the new york times talks about his 17 tickets and his wife has got tickets and he's got tickets he's never lost his license but he's paid off and paid the fine and done this really new york times is that the best you got? Is that all you could find? Marco Rubio and his wife have driving violations? Oh, no. The horror. He's never lost his license. He's paid the fines. Okay. That's what people do. That's why municipalities have police officers to write tickets so they can make money through roadway violations. Oh, wait. I mean, the police are there for safety and to protect the community. And they do a great job. And I mean that. (laughs) They do do a great job. However, there are many communities that go out of their way to write tickets. I know of... Several in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex that do this. It's got to be a huge income for them because they do a lot of it. Now, someone would say that maybe there's a lot of violators. Yes. Yes, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. However, some of the violations, maybe perhaps we have too many, maybe we have too many regulations. Uh, what? There's a thought. So anyway, the horror of the Marco Rubio family crime spree of having driving violations is horrific. It's a horrific crime in itself. Then I look at my email, and I got an email from one of my show producers, Brandy. Talks about how Minnie Mouse and Hello Kitty arrested in Times Square brawl. Now, if you've ever been to New York or worked in New York or lived in New York, especially specifically Manhattan, and I have, uh, and that's where our 
studios are in New York for the Blaze and Mercury Radio Arts and the Blaze Radio Network. Um, so, you know, obviously we were there before we came to Dallas. I was in and out of Manhattan every day. And um, they have people who dress up as the characters, some Disney, some Muppets, and they all wander around and people take pictures with them. And you never know who's in them or really or who's doing it. I mean, I always found that kind of weird, kind of weird. But now oh, they're there. People take the pictures, whatever. So <laughs> apparently Minnie Mouse and Hello Kitty got into a big brawl in Times Square and got arrested. And, man, do I wish I would have been there to see that. But what I was laughing about is Brandy sends the story telling me that she hates these a-holes. Last week, Homer Simpson tried, let's just say Homer tried to touch her inappropriately. (laughs) I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I don't know what that says. I know what it says about me because Homer never tried to do that to me. It's kind of disappointing. But I love New York. Man, do I miss New York and Manhattan. You aren't kidding. I miss them so much. Oh. More, uh, we'll talk a little bit more on our crime. Our crime segment. Those are just two crime stories that kind of fascinate me now. And I know that you're going to, you may have missed former President Jimmy Carter uh, speaking to the AARP bulletin during a recent interview huh jimmy you're getting some big interviews there aarp is good okay the aarp bulletin and who doesn't get that that americans hold feelings of superiority toward minorities do they jimmy Mr. Carter spoke on a range of subjects, I bet he did, uh, including campaign spending and lobbyists. But he made a point to say that the U.S. still is lacking in terms of safeguarding civil rights. Are they, Jimmy? Are they? The recent publicity about mistreatment of black people in the judicial and police realm has been a reminder that the dreams of the civil rights movement have not been realized. Many Americans still have racist tendencies or feelings of superiority of to people of color. The former president added that the politics of the 70s have changed in such a way that he would not even get the level Republican support he enjoyed as the 39th president. I would like to go back and see if he actually had that great level of support because times were really good when Jim was president. There was harmony among congressmen when I was there, and I got just as much support from Republicans as I did Democrats. I can't imagine myself as a successful candidate today, Mr. Carter said. You know what, former President Jimmy Carter, I can't imagine you as president today either. Okay? Me either can't do it wish it didn't happen to begin with 
but it did. And we did get a pretty good president after you because of you. So I guess thanks are in order for that. But of course, we have a professor that wants all white people to give up their money. What do you think? You ready for that? Okay. Take the extra savings you have or money you have saving for a family trip to Disney and give it away, baby. That's right. White people, you got too much money and you should be giving it all to black people. Okay? Simple as that. Be ready for that. People need to personally give all their money to black people. That, my friends, will be, you'll be hearing about that all next week. Lawrence Brown, Public Health Department of Morgan State University in Baltimore. He has been tweeting new rules for what people need to do. And he believes that blacks suffer from historical trauma from white supremacist America. My new criteria for white allies is going to be how much are you using your whiteness to literally eliminate the racial wealth gap. New rule. White allies should deposit their honored wealth in black accounts or jump between black people and police at every opportunity. Huh. Black people were giving away white allyships for too cheap for far too long. Have you? So there you go. Be ready for that. He's preaching that. I don't know that a lot of people are listening to that. However, however, be ready for that. I mean, it's no speeding down a highway and getting a ticket kind of crime. Because if you were to give your money to black people, that wouldn't be a crime. That would be good. And I'm sure that Jimmy Carter, our former president, would love you for it. (laughs) Don't you think? Oh, of course he would. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, uh, from uh, Twitter, uh, at George Carl, 1955. Sounds like Jeffy MRA isn't concerned about the hashtag Rubio crime spree. Support ISIS too, Mr. Fisher. First, let me say this. Anyone who breaks the law should be punished. As were the Rubios. They paid their fine. They broke the law. They paid their fine. ISIS. (laughs) No, I'm not going to go there. Never mind. You know, hashtag stop ISIS. Hashtag ISIS is bad. 
Plus, may I remind people that if Marco Rubio were to win the president, the presidency of the United States in 2016, <laughs> he would have a driver. So would his wife. So you would feel safer on the roads because they wouldn't be driving. Just saying. Okay? Just saying. All right. Charlie, Charlie, have you heard of it? Are your kids hashtagging it? Do you know what it is? The Charlie, Charlie challenge. Summon the demon. Do you know what it is? All right. You take a blank piece of paper and get yourself two pencils. Now, the pictures I've all seen have pencils that are not sharpened. Ooh, that's not... I've got two pencils. Oh, I've got two pencils here, but one is kind of sharpened. Darn it. Might not work. So you put them in the... You put them as as a four squares, all right? You cross them. You cross the pencils. Boom, boom, on the piece of paper. And in each square, you put yes. Left to right. Yes, no. And then... Underneath at the bottom, no, yes. And then you must repeat the words, Charlie, Charlie, are you here? Charlie, i got to put my pencils on. Hold on. Turn this paper over. It's my Charlie, Charlie papers. All right, so here we go, yes, no, and no, yes. I hope I don't summon the Charlie Charlie demon on the show. If things start happening in here, be prepared. I may be summoning the Charlie Charlie demon. He's should to answer questions once he's here, though. He shows up, right? Okay, so I've got to repeat the words, and then if the pencil moves and points to yes, Charlie's in the house, and you can draw upon his demonic life experience and ask him for guidance... In the form of yes or no. Doesn't say how many times I have to repeat. Charlie, Charlie, are you here? Charlie, Charlie, are you here? There's awful. There's a lot of prayers going on in this Mercury building. So Charlie's probably not going to show up here. (laughs) Should have been doing this in New York. Charlie, Charlie, are you here? No, my pencils aren't moving. Mm, I won't be able to ask. Oh, gosh, darn it. You never know what you what you can ask. Charlie, Charlie. But I was kind of looking forward to asking Charlie some questions. So... Just be prepared that if your kids are having two pencils and a piece of paper, it's an ancient Mexican tradition, okay? And once the demon Charlie shows up and the pencils start moving, you can ask any question you want and Charlie will be there. However, let me say this. Ever played with a Ouija board before? No? Well, I mean, I don't recommend it, but 
You know, if you want to, that's fine. However, when you open the doors to kind of let that whole demon world come into your house, do you know how to close the door? Because once you summon Charlie, Charlie, are you here? And the demonic Mexican Charlie, Charlie shows up to move the pencils to answer your questions. How do you get him to leave? You just say, Charlie, Charlie, no more. Charlie, Charlie, are you ready to go home yet? And what if the pencil goes to no? How do you get rid of Charlie? I'm not ready to go yet. Ask me another question or prepare to pay. Um, Charlie, we just wanted to know if we were going to make a lot of money when we grow up. Ask me to leave again and you won't grow up, kid. <laughs> This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. How in the world are you? So good to be with you today. 888-900-3393. Is the phone number if you're listening live, if you're one of the downloaders that listen to it at your leisure, don't worry about calling the number. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can tweet me via Twitter anytime, at JeffyMRA. Facebook, Jeffrey Fisher, anytime. Don't forget Mike Opelka. Pure Opelka coming up right after this broadcast with the possibility. I'm not 100%. I haven't verified this 100%, but it is possible that you could win the Mike Opelka sweatband package today. You could have the one sweatband says Pure, one sweatband says Opelka, and the headband says Stunt Brain. I haven't, I have not, I have not confirmed that 100%. I just... Heard a rumor about that, and I just want to let you know that it's possible that you might win that today if you were to listen to Mike Opelka and Pure Opelka immediately following this broadcast. Okay, this story has been kind of gnawing at me for a little while. It's been broke a week or so ago. And it just been gnawing at me for quite a while. I don't quite get it. I'm not sure what the outcome that's wanted. So a Muslim airline passenger says she faced humiliation and discrimination when a flight attendant refused to give her an unopened can of Diet Coke. 
claiming that the passengers could use unopened beverage cans as weapons. Okay, we'll stop there for just a second. I have flown quite a bit across America, globally. I really don't remember a time when an airline flight attendant would give you a soda unopened or drinking any kind of beverage unopened. Uh, normally, they give you a glass of soda. Uh, sometimes they have Coke Zero, and sometimes I joke around with them. Because they don't have Coke Zero. They have, oh, I don't know, Diet Coke with no zero. And so, uh, you know, I always want to ask for an extra glass of ice. And when I do that, they usually give me the can. They pour it in a glass, but they give me what's left in the can. Uh, some people, they don't do that. They pour the, you get the, it's free. They provide it. Oh, well, it's not free. I paid $8 million for the ticket, but... They provide it without extra cost, and uh, they give you the unopened can. I, I I don't remember a time when I've ever seen them give tomato drink, V8 drink, beer, any of it closed, unopened. I just don't. And they open it in front of you, usually. And you could ask for that, right? Okay. Now, and the answer, the open can beverage as a weapon, I, you know, maybe. Okay, I buy it. In today's world, I buy it. Makes sense. It does make sense, right? Okay. Now, United Airlines claims that it was just a misunderstanding. Now, Tahira Ahmed, a Muslim from Northwestern University in Illinois, wrote on Facebook from the Chicago to Washington flight, tagging her post, hashtag, which is kind of strange on Facebook, but I'll go, I'll let you go. I'll let it go with that. Islamophobia, and then in capital letters, is real. She asked for a Diet Coke. The flight attendant gave her an open can. But for hygienic reasons, Ahmed asked for a can that had not yet been opened. Um, she said no one has consumed from the drink. But I requested an unopened can. She responded, well, I'm sorry, I just can't give you an unopened can, so no Diet Coke for you. Now, stop there for a second. I really have never had a flight attendant say something like that seriously to me. Now, maybe it's just me. I do, you know, I do a lot of, I, I'm kind of a smart ass. I know that's a surprise. I like to tease him. I like, to, you know, and we tease back and forth. So it would make sense for a flight attendant to say to me, so no Diet Coke for you, and pull it back. Meaning, not meaning that you can't have a Diet Coke, meaning she's joking around saying you can't have it. But I'll give you that she that she says, okay, no Diet Coke for you. Okay. So, first, why? If the can is open, right in front of you, Make them wipe the top off with your little with your little napkin. 
Make them open it with the little napkin so they don't touch the top for your hygienic reasons. Okay. Now, she said the flight attendant gave the man next to her an unopened beer can. And after pointing out the discrepancy, the flight attendant said, we're unauthorized to give unopened cans to people because they may use it as a weapon on the plane. So I told her she was clearly discriminating against me because she gave the man next to me an unopened can of beer. She looked at the can, took the can from the man, and opened it up and gave it back to him. Okay? And she said, as she gave it back to them, she opened it and gave it back to him, she said, so you don't use it as a weapon. Okay. I don't know. Maybe? All right. So maybe up to now, maybe all of this happened. Maybe all of this happened. Up to now. And you think, well, that's kind of weird. And maybe... You know, there's a little something there, the flight attendant and the, you know, the Muslim lady, maybe, maybe, maybe. So then she goes on. That's saying that she was appalled and asked those sitting by her if they witnessed this discriminatory and disgusting behavior. Okay. First, did you? Did you? Now, if you're sitting, let's say, across the aisle, and for the most part, you're not witnessing that, okay? If you're across the aisle or sideways, maybe maybe the seat up and behind maybe are. But for the most part, on an airplane, especially if you're flying coach, you're not paying attention. You're just not. You don't hear. You can't hear. You got headphones on. The cart's in front of you. You're just waiting for your drink. Let's go. Let's move on. Let's get a move on. So she wrote that the man sitting in the aisle across from her yelled out to her. Okay, so the cart is there. All right, and even if the cart isn't directly beside you in an airplane, you've got the flight attendant, right? Because they're moving that cart up and down. It's not – anyway – so maybe it's two or three seats back. The flight attendant came, left the cart up there, came back two or three seats, whatever. So it is possible that the person sitting across from you, I guess, could witness. All right. So what do you say? Do you say, no, I didn't witness it, or, yeah, that's what she said. Said you could use it as a weapon, whatever. Sorry. She claims The man sitting across the aisle from her yelled out to her, You Muslim, you need to shut the F up. Yeah, you know you'd use it as a weapon, so shut the F up. (laughs) Come on. No way that happened. No way that happened. On a flight from Chicago to Washington... No way. I say, shut up to that. You Muslim, you need to shut the F up. Yes, you know you would use it as a weapon, so shut the F up. No way. 
did that happen? I don't buy it. And she said that she expected people around her to say something to this guy and nobody said anything. Okay. No way did that happen. Because if that were to have happened in today's world, someone in the vicinity would have said something. Someone would have told that guy, dude, you need to shut up. Now sit down and shut your mouth. Don't be talking like that. They would not, and the, and the flight attendants would not have even put up with it. I'm sorry. I don't buy it. Now, that was her first post. Now, second post. After landing in Washington, she wrote that the flight attendant acknowledged that her behavior was utterly rude and said she was sorry about her unethical behavior and agreed the white male passenger said hateful words that he should not have said. Really? So this all happened after you landed, right? She didn't say anything to the guy on the flight. Okay. She also said, this is the second post now, The pilot told her he recognized his privilege as a white man. Said he didn't know what it must feel like to be a minority and go through something hateful like this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. That happened for sure. I'm sorry. I'm not sure what the outcome is wanted here. I not, you know, I I just Of course United Airlines is talking about, you know, it's a misunderstanding. It was a regional carrier, Shuttle America, which is owned by United Airlines, so it wasn't the main United. Uh they said uh they start they said they tried to accommodate Miss Ahmed's beverage request after a misunderstanding regarding a can of diet soda. The flight arrived in Washington. The in-flight crew met with her, tried to provide assistance and further discuss the matter. Additionally, we spoke with Mrs. Ahmed this afternoon to get a better understanding of what occurred and apologized for not delivering the service our customers expect when traveling with us. We look forward to having the opportunity to welcome Miss Ahmed back. Of course, Miss Ahmed said she was truly disappointed. Was she want the airline? Now she wants to boycott United over a Diet Coke. First of all, this remember remember this all started because she couldn't get an unopened can of Diet Coke. And then she claimed that a passenger across the seat from her, the aisle seat, yelled out to her after she asked, did anyone witness this discriminatory and disgusting behavior? No one said, didn't seem really discriminatory to me. I, you know, just a can of Diet Coke. Nobody said that. Nobody said, no, I didn't. Or over a can of Diet Coke, let it go. No one said that. But what she said they did say is a guy saying, 
you Muslim, you need to shut the F up. Yes, you know you would use it as a weapon, so shut the F up. No way that happened. No way. Another thing that didn't happen? The pilot apologizing for everything that happened. I buy he apologized. Sorry there was an issue. They even said he did. They met with her. No way. As a white male, I recognize my privilege. I don't know what it must feel like to be a minority and go through something hateful like this. Shut up. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. This cannot stand. Okay. Uh, Tinder. The app. The uh, Let's just call it a dating app. They like to call themselves a dating app. Uh, you, sure, you're a dating app. Uh, Tinder uh, is allegedly banning transgender users because they're trans. This cannot stand. Tinder, you got to be... Maybe you... Maybe you come up with a new app, Tinder Light, something. <laughs> if you don't know what Tinder is, look it up. It's a dating app, okay? And trust me when I tell you, um, it's more of a get-together for a short period of time right now at 2 a.m. in the morning when I'm really drunk app. Or, hey, it's Saturday afternoon, I got nothing better to do, and you look pretty good, why don't you come over app? And you put a picture of yourself, and you get to rate them, and you slide it to the left, and they're gone, have a nice day. Slide it to the right, and uh, one or the other, right or left. Slide it to the left, they're gone. Slide it to the right, they're saved, and they go into your pile of possibles. And they're in, the app is location uh, on your phone, so they're in your neck of the woods. Really good app in college. Not that I'm aware. Uh, There is a nickname for many of the people who use Tinder. Uh, That would be Tinder Ho or Tinder Hose. And that could be male or female, by the way. Uh, and in Rhode Island, they're blaming uh, hookup apps like Tinder for the STD spike. Sexually transmitted diseases rates rose in Rhode Island, and they're saying, "Hey, that's because of the it's because of the hookup apps." But oh my gosh, uh, Tinder is uh, they say that they uh, uh, they use uh, self reporting. Uh, to report in uh, transgender people uh, to avoid being matched with people who might report them. So they're just banned. They're saying, Don't, you can't be on Tinder, get off. Oh, my gosh. This cannot stand. Tinder, million-dollar idea for you. Okay? Just 
come up with something. I don't know what. I'll think of a name. I will think of some. That could be your Twitter project for the day. Think of the new name for the Tinder app for if you're transsexual. And we'll talk a little. I don't know that I want to get into the whole Bruce Jenner thing, Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, you know, we talked at length about it when he first did his interview with with ABC. And, you know, I'm a fan of Bruce and Caitlyn. And those of you that are struggling with we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Because right now I've got to take this test that I just posted on Twitter. Is your sexual history as impressive as you think it is? So listen, go to my Twitter account, at JeffyMRA. Let's take the test. What's your gender? I'm a male. How old are you? I can't tell you. How many sex partners have you had since the age of 18? Only since the age of 18? I mean, if we're going to be doing this correctly, we've got to start at earlier than 18, don't we? Anyway, go take the test. We'll discuss after the break. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show. All right. Did you take the test? All right. The test. What? You didn't take the test? Well, go to my Twitter account, at JeffyMRA, and take the sex test. Okay? You ready? All right. Slate put this up. Uh, Sex history. And they want to know, is your sexual history as impressive as you think? <laughs> and I don't know that anybody thinks their sexual history is impressive. However, you know, everybody, I guess, I guess you think, eh, whatever. But as I took it, all right, I'm a little disappointed in myself. I'm a little disappointed in myself. I'm like 55% better than my peers. Okay? All right. That can't be. I know I'm better than that. So I got to reconfigure because I know that I'm 100 because it asked how old you are and then how many sex partners you've had since 18. Okay. So first, since 18. All right. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but unlike what my children will be able to say, uh, before I was 18, there may have been some happenings. Okay? That's all I'm saying. Plus, I've been married now for like a thousand years. And there's only been a couple of, you know, between the wife and a couple of affairs. <laughs> She's going to love that. She, the, oh, yeah. Oh, my wife is going to laugh at that. Between the two wives, my first wife and my second wife, you know, I mean, that's counts as two. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that's that only counts as two for a number of years, okay? Because you're married and you're supposed to keep that vow. I got it. So if I lower my age to when I got married, 
I'm going to do that. When did I get married the first time? Okay. I got married here. And then I got to take a couple. You take the two off, right? All right. You take the two off. How do you stack up? What? Uh, 57%. I only went up a couple of percentage points. Whatever. All right. I got to refigure. I must have forgot a couple people. Now, the people I work with in New York, way better than me. Way better. One, 94%. One at 69% better. Come on. I am like nobody compared to coworkers in New York. I got to rethink the heck I'm doing. I'll tell you that right now. All right, we can talk about Bruce if you want. I mean, we don't have to. If you're sick of hearing about Caitlin and Bruce, me too. I really am. I'm over it. I, I hope, I wish him all the best. He got an award from ESPN. Everybody's pissed. So what? It's their award. They can give it to whoever the hell they want. And then you get the articles of, you know, transgender mental disorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce Jenner, calling him a woman is an insult to women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Matt Walsh. Big story on the blaze. Calling Bruce Jenner a woman is an insult to women. The only thing I, I it's a really good article. Matt does a fantastic job for us. I love, I love, I love his articles. Um, I'm a little befuddled at his parents' beware. Soon the magazine rack at the checkout line at the supermarket will feature the profoundly disturbing image of Bruce Jenner. All right. The picture of Vanity Fair, call me Caitlin, is. If you don't know the story, if you're a kid looking at a magazine as you go through the checkout line with your parents at the grocery store, you don't know that. You don't know that that's Bruce Jenner, now Caitlyn Jenner. You see what appears to be a woman sitting there saying, call me Caitlyn. Whoa. So, I mean... If the kid says, wow, look at that picture, do you immediately have to go to, oh, that's Bruce Jenner, transgender? And No, you don't. So take it easy on that. We had another big story on the blaze. From Laverne Video. Talked about. I wished I'd been born a boy. But in the end, her belief that God doesn't make mistakes. And she has a great life and a great family. I I know most of them. And okay. I mean, I didn't know that she had struggled that much. But. Okay. I'm sorry that it was that much of a struggle. But we love you. Right? And she's got a great life. So, you know, good for her. Now, we can talk about a little crime, too. I want to talk about a little bit of crime because there has been some serious crime across the country in recent days 
you had the woman smashing into the mailbox, running into the ditch and smashing into the mailbox because she was high on nitrous. Now, the article calls it whippets. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, being a person of uh, some knowledge of whippets, uh, getting nitrous from whipped cream bottles are not whippets. Okay. You're getting nitrous from the whipped cream bottles. They have to warm up. You can't shake them. The nitrous rises, and you take that hit off the top. I've seen it done. Well, I mean, I think that's how you do it. And you get the buzz from the nitrous. There are little canisters of nitrous. Those are the whippets. And then there's a device, a little metal device. You put the canister in, and it pops it. And then you hit that or take whatever they call it. (laughs) And uh, you catch the nitrous buzz from that. Those are whippets. We had that. That's horrific crime. The mailbox down. I mean, horrific. And then we had the Connecticut man afraid to go into his own house. Called 911 dispatchers for help. There was a horrific thing in his house and he couldn't go in. Well, let's hear the call. I have a problem in my home. I cannot go inside in my home. What's the problem? The problem is that my cat was getting too aggressive, and I was inside, and he attacked. He attacked me, and she scratched me in my leg and bite me. So me and my wife we come outside, and now we cannot go in the home like a three, four hours. Okay, and this is a, you said a cat. Yeah. Okay, so where's the cat? Sorry. Inside the where's house. Where's the cat? In my my home. Okay, and so you want the police to to come and remove the cat? What what is the problem? Like, yeah, we'll have to go inside the home because we remove the cat. Okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, was something wrong with the cat? Like, oh, uh, we don't know the really truth. Uh, she had the baby last night. Okay. And then she was good until like uh, 10, 11 o'clock today. And I come from outside and then um, I changed my clothes and just I sit in the bed and he start to attack me. And and then uh, after uh, we, we locked her in another room, but she uh, we was in another room and then we go out and start to attack again. And we cannot move, we cannot do anything. Now we come out and we were waiting in the parking like a three, four hours. It's so aggressive and so mad. Oh, just five minutes ago, I tried to open the door again. And she waiting in the door and it was too much screaming and noise and it coming like attacking mode. Okay. <laughs> Horrific crime happening uh, in Connecticut. The assault cat. Cats are cats are attacking people forever now in America. Be careful. Cats are very, very dangerous. And that may be a reason. Now that according to that man, that cat just had babies. Kittens, I know. And then went into attack mode, right? 
<laughs> maybe the great Bob Barker was right. Spay and neuter a must. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Michael Pelka, Puro Pelka coming up immediately following this broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. Then Andrew WK with America WK, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags, all for your Saturday enjoyment on the Blaze Radio Network. And then Monday through Friday, Doc and Skip, Glenn Beck, Buck Sexton, Jay Severin, Pat and Stu. Sundays, <laughs> Sundays, hello. I didn't forget about I didn't forget about you. Sunday, okay. David Barton, Bill Handel, Jackie D, Gun Talk, Hollywood three sixty. Replay of this broadcast later on in the evening, like at ten p.m. If you're not doing anything, stop by. I mean, why go anywhere? I mean, theblaze dot com slash radio, Blaze Radio Network. Need not go anywhere else. Plus, with the possibility of what Michael Pelka's given away today, Whew. you're going to want to listen to that. Okay, we got a couple of a uh, couple of updated uh, news items. American Pharaoh attempting to win the triple crown. Experts are saying no. Uh, it might be a good bet. Might be a good bet. Uh, we've got the NHL playoffs going on, right? The Tampa Bay Lightning, Chicago Blackhawks. You know, the last time I lived in Tampa. In Tampa Bay, uh, was working for 970 WFLA at the time when the Lightning were in the playoffs and ended up uh, winning the Stanley Cup. I got to tell you, we had so much fun going to those games. It was great. Uh, my oldest son was, well, he couldn't have been in college, so he must have been still in high school, senior, junior, whoever, whatever year it was. And we went to almost every playoff game and every Stan, almost every Stanley Cup game, almost every one. Uh, it was great. The only game, the only game we didn't go to, of course, because was the the final one where they won it. Went to all the playoff games, went to all these other games, and the person who was supplying me with tickets, and these were not. Horrific tickets, either I might add. Uh, oh no, this is the game that uh, they're going to win the Stanley Cup. I I'm going to use them. What? After you've teased me with all these games, you're going to make me watch it on television? Fine. Thank you for all your free stuff before, pal. It was it was great. It was a great time and a good fun. So if you ever have an opportunity to see and be a part of. Uh, that NHL uh, playoffs and heading into the Stanley Cup games and the Stanley Cup playoffs, it's a lot of fun. 
Uh, I know, I know it's sports. I got it. It was hockey and all that, you know. But it was just fun. It was really, really fun. So good luck to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Although they lost the first game Wednesday night, game two tonight. Uh, what else? We've got. Uh, I've got all kinds of tech stories. I'm not even going to come close to having time to get to these tech stories, especially you know the Aaron and Brandy session of the Jeff Fisher Show on tech, new tech. We've got the. Uh, for the first time, scientists have created a lab-grown limb. Yay! That's what I want. Uh, much better than the computer robot limb, I'm guessing. You could just have a brand new limb grown. What's that growing out of your neck? It's my arm. They're going to take it off and put it on where it really goes in about another week. But... You never know. I, you know, it'd be fun to see. Now we've got, I've got all kinds of tech stuff on robots too, man. Oh, I can't tell you. There's some great, fascinating news on robots. There's a blood test that can tell you how many viruses have invaded your body over the course of your life. Uh, the question to that is, um, why would you want to know that? Um, have you ever? Wondered how many viruses have invaded your body over the course of your life? No. No, I have not. <laughs> I already know a number of them, okay? <laughs> Don't need to know anymore. Thanks for asking, though. Apparently, there's going to be some kind of use to help prevent sickness and whatever. I still no. I don't want you to know everything I've had or still have by the way (laughs) no thank you (laughs) this is the jeff fisher show only on the blaze radio network